Sally is in a spot of bother. Coffee, 10.30, boss's office. Don't be late. Oh, and of course, leave that general English at the door. The boss means business. Understandably, Sally is feeling a little flustered. A last-minute email from the boss's PA has sent her day into a spin. You see, she's been invited to a little chat with the boss over coffee. But of course, it's never just a chat, is it? Now, in actual fact, what lays before Sally is 100 different ways she could potentially sabotage her professional image in front of the most important person in the company. A 30-minute round of unrestricted, unknown business English dialogue. 30 terrifying minutes. So, what can Sally do to ensure that she is seen as a credible and competent professional in the eyes of her native English boss? Now, Sally has learnt that in such a scenario, there are essentially only a few elements of professional communication that will help her appear professional and in control. But as she passes into the outer office, she's still trying to remember what they are. She nods nervously at the PA and takes a moment to steady herself before reaching for the door handle to the boss's office. At the last moment, as she cracks the door, she has a flash of inspiration from a podcast she listens to with some advice that she knows is going to save the day. And that advice goes a little like this. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Business English Podcast, helping professionals communicate more effectively, more confidently and with impact with your host, Rob. From Energetic English, let's get down to business. So, with Sally now potentially moments from disaster, she only has a few seconds to come up with a professional communication style that is going to show her boss just how professional and competent she really is. What did Sally remember as she walked through the door? This episode on the pro use of modals, of course. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on there a minute, Rob, me old China. You mean to tell me that something as basic and boring as modal verbs, those horribly awkward, half a sort of but not quite verb things we learnt in general English can be used in high-stakes business contexts? Oh yes, and not just used they can be deployed with such effectiveness that they form the backbone of some of the most effective business communication techniques that you can use in so many professional scenarios. From requests to obligations, sensitivities to precision, or my personal favourite, offering advice and suggestions in a smooth and professional manner. In a nutshell, there is no better place to truly witness the immense impact and utility of modal verbs than in business English with professional contexts. So before I go on and let the cat out of the bag too quickly, let's just pump the brakes a second and take a walk down memory lane to remind ourselves about some of the core principles behind modal verbs. All right, let's jump right into the heart of today's topic, understanding modal verbs in professional English. When we talk about modals, we're referring to those auxiliary verbs that express necessity, possibility, permission or ability. These include words like can, 
could, may, might, shall, should, will, would, and must. Now, I know that sounds like a lot, but don't worry, hang in there. We're going to roll through them nice and slowly and break them down for each business context. Now, you must understand, they're like the spices of language. Just a pinch can change the entire flavour of a sentence. In a professional setting, using the right modal verb is key to not just conveying your message, but also setting the tone of your communication. As I mentioned just now, it's about being assertive without being aggressive, being polite without sounding uncertain, and showing flexibility while maintaining control. Let's start with can and could which are often used to express ability and possibility. In the workplace, can is direct. You're stating a fact or asking directly. For example, can you complete the report by Friday? It's straightforward and to the point. Could, on the other hand, softens the request, making it more polite. Could you complete the report by Friday? It suggests a sense of consideration for the other person's ability or workload. Next up, we have may and might, which are your go-to modals for expressing permission and possibility. May is more formal, often used in requests or granting permission. May I leave early today shows a formal request for permission. Might is less certain, used to suggest a possibility or a polite suggestion. You might want to check the figures again. It's a gentle way of giving advice without sounding too direct. Shall and should are about suggestions and obligations. Shall is quite formal and is often used in offers or suggestions in a business context. Shall we begin the meeting is a polite way to initiate something. Should implies a recommendation or piece of advice. You should consult with the team before deciding. It's like giving friendly but professional advice. Will and would are all about the future and making polite requests. Will indicates future actions or a decision. Will you handle the client meeting? It's direct and about something that will happen in the future. Would, on the other hand, like could, is about being polite. Would you mind sending me the document? It's a courteous way of asking. Finally, we have must, the strongest of them all. Must is used to express obligation or necessity. We must meet the project deadline. It's about conveying the importance or urgency of something. Now, why does all this matter in business? Well, as we all know, as professionals, the way you phrase your sentences can greatly impact how your message is received. Using the right modal verb can build relationships, show respect and create an environment of cooperation. And obviously not using them in the correct way can have the opposite effect. So with all that in mind, we now know that Sally is making a great decision when it comes to smoothing out her professional communication with her boss. The use of modals in her chat with the boss is going to allow her to appear dynamic yet powerful in all that she says. We'll delve deeper into each each of these modals with specific phrases and contexts in the next section, so stay tuned.
Right, we're now moving into the heart of today's episode, where we'll explore practical applications of modal verbs in business English. I'm going to give you phrases for each modal verb and then use them in a business context so you can understand exactly how and when to use them. After saying each phrase in this section, I will be leaving a little pause for you to repeat the sentence back to practice your pronunciation and delivery. The magic pause is there for you, so do use it wisely. Let's start with can and could which, as we have mentioned before, are used to express ability and make polite requests. For example, can you provide the report by Monday? Can you provide the report by Monday? When using this phrase, you're directly asking someone about their ability to do something within a specific time frame. In contrast, could we discuss this in tomorrow's meeting? Could we discuss this in tomorrow's meeting? This one is a softer, more polite way to suggest a discussion. Next, we have may and might, which are used for possibility and polite permission. When you say, you may want to consider the latest market trends, you may want to consider the latest market trends. It's like giving a gentle suggestion without being too direct. And with, might I suggest a different approach? Might I suggest a different approach? You're offering a suggestion politely. Moving on to shall and should. Shall is more formal and is often used to make suggestions or offers. For instance, shall we proceed with the proposed plan? Shall we proceed with the proposed plan? This is a formal and collaborative way to suggest moving forward. Now, should is used for giving advice. For example, you should check with the legal team before finalising. You should check with the legal team before finalising. It's like a friendly nudge in the right direction. Will and would are next, mainly used for future actions and polite requests. Will you oversee the project implementation? Will you oversee the project implementation? This is a straightforward way to delegate a task. Then there is, would it be possible to reschedule our meeting? Would it be possible to reschedule our meeting? This is a very polite way to ask for a change. And finally, like last time, must is for expressing obligation or necessity. For example, we must comply with industry regulations. We must comply with industry regulations. This sentence communicates an obligatory action. Another one here is, you must submit the financial reports by Friday. You must submit the financial reports by Friday. This implies a strong necessity or requirement. Remember, these aren't just phrases. They are powerful tools in your communication arsenal. They can help you navigate complex professional scenarios with ease and effectiveness. By practicing these phrases, you're not only improving your language skills, but also your ability to engage more confidently in a business meeting.
Now, for a deeper learning experience, let's hear these modals in action with some contextual examples. Imagine you're in a project deadline scenario and you need to be direct but polite. You might say, could we prioritize the marketing report for the next team meeting? Could we prioritize the marketing report for the next team meeting? Or here's another scenario. In a strategic planning meeting to suggest a possibility, you might want to say, might we consider expanding into the European market next quarter? Might we consider expanding into the European market next quarter? You know, it's just incredible how these small changes in language can dramatically alter the tone and effectiveness of your communication. As you practice these modal verbs, think about the tone you want to set and the response you want to elicit. It's all about striking the right balance. All right, that wraps up our exploration of modal verbs and their practical applications in business English. Practice these phrases, use them in your daily interactions and observe the real difference they make. Next, we're going to move on to the common mistakes professionals make with modal verbs in a business context. Now, let's address something that's equally important as knowing how to use modals, recognizing and avoiding common mistakes with them in a business context. These little errors can significantly impact the clarity and professionalism of your communication. The first common mistake is overusing will and would. While these modals are great for indicating future actions or polite requests, overusing them can make you sound less confident. For instance, saying, I will try to attend the meeting, can sound uncertain. It's much better to say, I plan to attend the meeting, which shows more commitment. Another frequent error is using can when may or might would be more appropriate, especially when asking for permission or suggesting something. Saying, can I leave early today in a formal setting might come across as too direct. Instead, may I leave early today is more polite and respectful. Now, misusing should and must is also a common pitfall. As we know, should implies a recommendation while must implies an obligation. Saying you must consider our proposal can sound too authoritative, can sound too pushy and might put off your colleagues or clients. A better approach would be you should consider our proposal, which is more of a suggestion than a command. Now, clearly there are many more errors out there, but I just wanted to highlight a couple of the common ones to keep you on the straight and narrow. Remember, the key to effective modal usage is not just about the grammar. It's about understanding the nuances of tone and formality. These subtle shifts can make a big difference in how your message is received and perceived, especially when speaking business English to people external to your company and, of course, with senior management. With that in mind, before we wrap up this section, I want to leave you with a quick tip. Always consider the context and your relationship with the person you're communicating with. This will guide you in choosing the most appropriate modal verb for the situation.
As we come to the close of today's episode, remember the power of these modals lies in their subtlety. They can transform a simple sentence into a powerful tool for professional communication. The key takeaway here is to always consider the context, your relationship with the audience, and the message you want to convey. Before we sign off, I encourage you to practice what we've covered today. Use these modal verbs in your emails, meetings, and daily conversations. Observe how their use can change the tone of your communication and the responses you receive. Believe me, it really matters. If you found this episode helpful, be sure to tune in next time for more insights into Business English. And if you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like us to cover in the future, please feel free to reach out. We love hearing from our listeners and incorporating your feedback into our podcast. Just before we bounce, you'll be pleased to know that Sally and her splendiferous use of mobile verbs during the chats with her boss earned her the management position she'd been angling for in Western Europe. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Business English Podcast. I've been Rob and it's been a pleasure helping you navigate the world of business English. Until next time, keep practicing, stay confident and naturally keep it strictly business. You have been listening to the Business English Podcast. Remember to subscribe, leave a review, and we'll see you next time.